Hi, I'm Jeffrey Heil, one of the hosts of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting educational podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Fresh Air at Five, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carpenter. Fresh Air at Five is my regular attempt to exercise by walking about my neighborhood to take in podcast content, then reflect in an unedited video, which I finally post to my Twitter channel. This podcast will be a regular collection of the audio from these selfie videos. You can follow me on Twitter at Fresh Air at Five or check out my website, BrianCarpenter.com, for other content I have created and collected. Hey, PLN, it is the top of episode 10 of Fresh Air at Five, the podcast. And this is my opportunity to say thank you for all my supporters, people that listen each week as I drop a new podcast on Fridays at midnight. Uh, I looked at my stats just now and I've had 466 listens since the beginning of January 5th when I dropped my first trailer. So thank you if you were those listeners. So much appreciate that brings fire to my soul and inspires me to keep on doing what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love making and creating. And this is an outlet to where I get to make and create and learn about audio podcasts and other things that I can do with sound. Fantastic. Uh, so let's get it right into this episode with my listening from the week of February 28th to March 6th today. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. And it's Sunday, February 28th, 2021, last day of February for this year. And you know, we're into March, which means we're rolling through into spring. So, you know, the cold weather might be cold where you are, but it's going to be starting to warm up. The days are getting longer, and I'm super thankful for that. It's just before 5 o'clock p.m. here, and I'm out here for fresh air at 5 getting some exercise on a Sunday afternoon and enjoying my neighborhood. Do you enjoy your neighborhood? I hope you do. There's a lot of beauty in our neighborhoods if we just take time to look around and watch that. Typically my fresh air at 5 is at 5 a.m. and it's dark when I'm walking but it's still beautiful in my neighborhood. Nice and peaceful but I like it during the day. All right this afternoon on fresh air at 5 I listen to uh, Sons of Technology episode number 57 with Joe Marquez and Kyle Anderson as they talked about about the following and you want to get a rundown of what's going on at Spring Q um, go take a listen to the front of this episode episode 57 from Sons of Technology as uh, Kyle and um, Joe run through some of the happenings that are going to go on at Spring Q this year. I haven't signed up for Spring Q yet. That's over my spring break. And uh, last year I spent the whole of spring break pro ding as, uh, well, we got our trip canceled to Mexico. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do that this year, but we will see how that goes. All right, next on the list for them, they talked about accessibility tools and a bunch of accessibility extensions that we can add for free and at a cost sometimes into our Chrome browsers. One's like like Moat, where we can leave voice messages, uh, voice um, 
yeah, messages that uh, students can get to and students can reply back in that same manner. There's other things like Read Aloud and uh, Mercury Reader. And if you need a list of some great accessibility uh, tools for students with dyslexia and others, take a look at the show notes for Sons of Technology episode 4057 um, as they talk about all these tools. So thanks, gentlemen, for your work. Thanks for sharing. And congrats on being one of the top influencers in ed tech, according to that magazine that you mentioned at the upper end of your show. All right. Have a great day. Happy Sunday, y'all. Bye-bye. One more thing for February 28th, 2021, as I'm rounding out my Fresh Air at 5 walk this afternoon, I listened to a short Spark episode of Teachers on Fire 187 as Tim digs into 12 reasons why we should have our students podcast and publish student, student podcasts. Tim, that's a great set of notes and information that you've provided to us. And uh, I just started a podcasting project with my grade 11s, and uh, we are going to jump into some learning about uh, some audio editors that we can use and how we can create a podcast. I've shared with them my podcasting journey with Fresh Air at Five and uh, how I have gotten started and the process by which I've gone through just a little bit. And we're learning about that right now. So they are in the process right now of creating some content for some really short snippets and episodes and doing some audio editing and I'm really excited about that so I'm going to be in touch with you because I've got some questions about how to actually get it out to the world I have some ideas but just wanted to bounce them off you here I'm, I'm going to get in touch with you soon all right thanks have a fantastic day you want to learn about student podcasting and why it's good for students take a listen to Tim's episode 187 on teachers on fire Peace out. Happy Sunday. Enjoy your evening. Bye-bye. Hey, PLN, it's Monday, March 1st, 2021, and we are into the month of March, and it's the beginning of the work week here where I am, and thankful that it is Monday morning. I get to get up and get out the door for fresh air at 5. As I step out the door this morning, I was anticipating the uh, cue that I will listen to today as I listen to podcasts, and the first up on my cue was the Good News, Brad News Show, episode number nine. And in this episode, this is a news brief that Brad brings us, a short clip where he talks about the second question. Now you ask, what's, what's the second question? The second question is the follow-up question to the first question, which is a social convention about, uh, you know, how are you? What's going on? And then the second question is, no, really, how are you? It's about drawing out, as Brad says, the uh, value and uh, purpose that people have. It's about digging deeper below the surface of the, the quick, how are you? Oh, I'm good. And going, are you really good? Or what else? And those kinds of questions. So thanks, Brad. Really great to uh, hear you talk about this. And this has been something that I have kind of been focused on throughout, uh, you know, most of my life is getting into that second question. I didn't know what it was called, but it was go going deeper than, hey, how are you? And just giving the pat answer of, oh, I'm fine. Because typically we're not just fine. We're not doing great. But you know what? If someone pauses to say, 
really are you fine that's when they catch us that's when they catch me typically and I'd be honest with them I got in the habit for a while of answering the second question when they asked the first question and I found it curious that probably about 50% of the time people wouldn't even hear what I had to say when I they they ask me how are you doing and I go oh I'm not doing great and they go oh that's good have a great day and they just pass on so be a second question asker and I'm gonna do the best that I can today have a great day bye one more thing for March 1st, 2021, uh, as I just uh, listened to the House of EdTech episode 174, Chris brings us a power-packed episode of great content, good thoughts, and ways of connecting with him. So Chris, this is my creative way of uh, communicating with you. Okay, is it creative? If I've been doing this for about a year, does that count as being creative? Well, I think it still does count as being creative because you helped me level up to the next level and get my Fresh Air at 5 podcast off the ground on January 5th. This segment that you're listening to right now is going to be incorporated in episode number 10. Episode 10 comes to you on your favorite podcatcher on March 12th. Wow, that is one year since the pandemic uh, began here in North America that really affected our lives and uh, changed the way we do a lot of things. So Chris, thanks for your encouragement. Thank you for modeling podcasting by doing podcasting and encouraging us to just push publish and give it a go because you know what? It's a lot of fun. I was scared. Man, my first episode putting that trailer out there I was I was trembling and uh as soon as you press it it's like whoa I just did that and now I got a podcast I like your podcast journal so you have a book that you just uh, talked about that you just put out called the pod journal and I'm gonna go buy a copy of that because I think for organizing that might help me in my podcast planning maybe not necessarily for this podcast because this one is more about just these daily reflections all strung together but it can help with music and things like that i'm going to take a look at it and that will help probably inspire me to talk podcasting with my students in my classroom i'm looking forward to subscribing to your sons and your knock knock podcast so i'm going to take a look at that today as that just dropped today so congratulations to you and your boy on getting a podcast going and uh yes there are four fantastic recommendations in here to take a look at help you with writing and your text uh usage and uh lots of great things uh also the four c's all right peace out bye-bye Okay, another one more thing on the heels of me talking about House of Ed Tech episode 174. Chris brings us his thoughts on the four C's and how we use the four C's in our collaborative space, um, in our teaching space. Um, the four C's are collaboration, communication, critical thinking, and creativity. And it's on this last one as I'm just like, I just pressed stop. I thought to myself, hmm, creativity. You know, Chris challenged us to... Uh, respond to him creatively on one of the social platforms to let him know that we had heard this episode of House of Ed Tech and how we are going to creatively respond. Okay, so the question I have that just actually went through my mind was, is creativity about innovation? Or is creativity about something that is creative? So, does it have to be something new to be called creative? Or can it be something that we've been doing that is our way of being creative. So uh, let's go back for a bit. I've been fly fishing for a better part of uh, 20 years now. 
and I learned to start fly fishing with a couple guys that I worked with and uh, they're fantastic that they dragged me into this sport and like got me tying flies and doing these things that I'd never done before and at the outset it was so creative it was something new for me it's like you going to an art class with a friend and becoming an artist so learning to fly fish and cast was fantastic and I started tying flies which was great and then seven years in I built a little wooden boat because I needed a contraption to float in that was more than my float tube and I built a little wooden boat fantastic it was it was something new to me the plans were already there I didn't innovate much in the way that I changed the plans other than learning how to do the woodwork to make this boat float so there's all that so these are skills that I am learning and um, does so my question is does creativity have to do with stepping into something new that you are innovating and learning about or does it have to do with not the traditional way of doing something so that's my thought fly fishing for me is very much like that i'm creative i believe <coughs> in the way i approach the lakes and to try to catch fish okay thoughts bye bye one last thing for March 1st, 2021, as I round out my Fresh Air at 5 walk this morning. It's a beautiful day. And I'm listening to Tim Stevenson, Astro Stevenson, on Science 360 as he discusses using music. It's his episode's called An Experiment with Music and Learning. And, and Tim, I saw your title and I'm like, whew. That's got me interested. I'm not a music guy in the sense that I don't know how to make music yet. And I can make music by using the music of others to do creative things. But as far as creating music with an instrument, any instrument, even a, even a drum, doesn't sound good when I touch it. So um, I'm not a music creative yet, um, but I do believe, and listening to what you had to say this morning as I'm out walking about music, it's very curious that music does play such a significant role in the way we listen and hear and remember and do things. And, uh, you know, taking it back, you know, your song Maggie May, and you did a beautiful rendition, by the way, of singing Maggie May by Rod Stewart here in your podcast. So hands clapping not actually clapping my hands otherwise I'd drop my phone but um you know taking us back and how you say that uh and the studies show that music takes us back to a place of good mood and good mood is good for learning you know we do learn under stress but it ha can't be too much stress otherwise it's a uh, traumatic learning maybe so uh, that's another direction another thought that we could go talk about maybe one day at that round table in that uh, podcast space where you've invited a whole bunch of people to join you psyched to be in that invitation group anyhow back to what i'm talking about being in a happy place being in a space of good mood helps us retain information we built this city on rock and roll it takes me back to high school youth group sitting in the vehicle after we had our youth group done that night with my buddies and that reminds me of that time thanks so much take care and have a great day bye bye APLN. It's Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. And I'm out here for Fresh Air at 5 this morning. The sky is high cloud. It's clearish. It's not raining. And uh, it's a beautiful morning for a walk 
early in the morning. All right, so um, this morning I listened to episode 79 of Got Tech, the podcast, as uh, Eric and Nick bring to us a fantastic list of tools that can be used for getting students to make and do content creation. Now, before we start, you jump into this and listen to this. The caveat is you can't and shouldn't do all of these things, but these are a, a consolidated list of projects and things that they have brought to their students and how they have engaged their students in learning by having students make content. I'm a big believer that uh, getting students to make content is a brilliant idea and reinforces learning. Um, I'm not teaching in a classroom the uh, traditional courses. I'm teaching media design. So my course in its own right is all about content creation. But in your regular academic traditional courses, you can get students to make content that they will remember and will reinforce their learning. Because creating things is a way to reinforce learning. Just like I'm doing right now. I'm recording a, a, a short uh, audio and video segment, putting it on Twitter, putting it into my um, podcast that you'll hear later in a, in a week. And uh, from that, you know, it's helping me reinforce what I'm hearing and I might not exactly go back and go, oh yeah, 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 that's exactly what it was, but it helps me reinforce where I learned it so that I can go look at the show notes and I can go back and have a way, a memory hook for what Eric and Nick were talking about. Thanks, gents, it's fantastic. And there's so much going on and uh, I appreciate uh, you guys bringing such great content podcast ideas, video ideas, board game ideas, and just ways of having students make so that they can reflect and remember. That's true. That's all I remember from high school too. Okay, bye-bye. One more thing for March 2nd, 2021. I'm finishing up my Fresh Art 5 this morning with listening to Reflect Ed with AJ Bianco as he has an episode number 10. Congratulations, AJ, on hitting milestone 10. I'm coming up to that in a couple weeks. Just this content here will be in episode 10, so you can catch it there in a couple weeks. All right, okay, back to the back to what you're talking about um, on episode 10 of Reflect Ed. He had guests Mike Brilla and Dave Fan Frangiosa. I'm sorry, Dave, I got your name wrong, but uh, he had these two gentlemen on, and you guys reflected on a podcast you listened to. So this right here is a reflection of you guys reflecting on a podcast you listened to by Ryan Holiday on the Daily Dad podcast titled, What Are We Teaching Them? And this was a challenging conversation because you guys are dads, you guys are educators, and what are we teaching them? And what's the role of the teacher and the education system in raising our kids? Is it solely our job to impart values and skills and uh, the, be the sole provider of making sure our students are good citizens in the future and in the world? The answer is no. Uh-uh. You know, we are partners with parents. We need to be seen as partners with parents and that we are only interacting with their learners, their students, their kids um, for a short period of time compared to how much time are they spending at home and with their families and what are their families doing? So that's an important thing to be aware of as we move forward. Um, thank you gentlemen for both of your conversations and uh, 
Dave has a podcast that dropped yesterday called From Earning to Learning. And I think it's called that. Um, and I'm going to take a listen to that, Dave. Thanks so much for um, starting that up. It's a, it's a brave new world that we can podcast in and we can share our content. So thanks, AJ, for your thoughts. This was great. You want to jump into this and take a look? What are we teaching them? Have a fantastic day. Okay, bye. Hey, PLN, it's Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I'm out here for Fresh Art 5 this morning. It's about 3 degrees Celsius, and it's a beautiful, crisp morning. And uh, I'm just enjoying my walk, getting some fresh air that needed headspace and time by myself as I take in some content through my earbuds. So this morning's content came from Shay and Pav, as they had episode number 74 of the Staff Room Podcast, and they brought to us a discussion and a conversation titled, Are You Truly a Disruptor? Or Are We Truly Disruptors? And that word disruption is a trendy buzzword right now. Do we disrupt? Do we stand up for what's right? Do we push back? And, you know, disruption to me has a significant amount of almost destruction attached to it for the sake of moving something forward and changing it. So um, that's where disruption comes from. But can we disrupt quietly? Can we disrupt slowly? Uh, I believe we can. Or is that simply pushing on the system to nudge it, kind of like a tugboat will push on that largest cruise ship as it's coming into port to change its direction that the tugboat in its own right on its own cannot do and stop a cruise ship it can nudge it and change its direction very slowly all right so shane pav thank you for your thoughts it was challenging challenged my brain and pav you brought up the point of you know not being heard in meetings and not being your voice not being heard because of your position and your um gender and who you are um that you eventually have trauma over a long time about you know how that is it's not uh you know disastrous trauma but it's just a kind of beating down of who you are in a system and inclusion is not about disruption it's about working within the system i like that definition of inclusion and we're going to make the system work for these that are not included and have them be a part of it thanks so much guys lots to think about got my brain going this morning happy day bye one more thing for March 3rd, 2021. Okay, I wasn't done. Disruptors. Am I a disruptor? I like to think that I'm a disruptor. I think that I push on the system to change the system to disrupt. But am I actually doing that? Is it actually a risk for me to do what I'm doing? And I wonder if I am or whether I'm just understanding the system. Okay, so to be a disruptor, do you need to understand the system that you work in so that you can know where you should push and break out of the system um, at the risk of losing your job? So to be a teacher, we need to keep our jobs. And to be a disruptor as a teacher, we need to make sure we don't lose our job as a teacher. And if we do lose our job, do we have a platform large enough to bring attention to the injustice that could have happened to us? Okay, those are some thoughts. And uh, huh. you know, when I was in 
undergrad, I wanted to work for a certain instructor, professor at the graduate level. And I, I you know, went and asked if I could. And this was I, me just talking and asking if I could. And I got kind of pushed aside a little bit. And I'm like being persistent. And I eventually got myself into that lab. And I worked and I learned chemistry and it was really good. But then I wanted to work with my students as a, as an undergrad or as a graduate student in the lab and uh, teach them some chemistry. And, you know, there was the, the challenge uh, from my instructor that I needed to get my research done because I was taking up bench space in his lab for someone that wanted to do research. So I kind of felt like I was disrupting at that point, but it was for myself. And I was learning about being an educator at that point, even though I didn't formally call it that. But I learned that I like to work with students and people. And, uh, you know, that eventually worked me right out of the chemistry industry that I was training to be in and be a part of. And I became a teacher. Thankful that I have. Best job I've had. And uh, don't look back at those other things as regrets at all. Thanks. Bye. All right. One last thing for March 3rd, 2021. You know, this has really got my brain going. Shane Pav, as you guys on episode 74 of the Staff Room Podcast talked about, are we truly disruptors and do we actually believe that? And so do you have to stand up and shout and scream in a staff room or a pot, you know, in a, in a, in a system to be heard, to go, we need to actually change something or do we do it? Not subversively, but quietly pushing on the the system to nudge it and move it in a direction. Um, so that's the question that I'm wondering. And, uh, you know, if you want to stay in a system and change the system, are you a disruptor? So is that nudging? Is that nudging, nudging, nudging? That little bit of push uh, every once in a while enough to actually change the system so that's my thought an example of this for me in my space was uh you know we had a request at one point for chromebooks to be in our district and i was privileged to be in a space that i could push on that and make some noise about that was i disrupting i don't know i think i was but i uh, was also you know came around to the fact that do i do something so that i ask forgiveness instead of asking permission and so the moment that i think you have to toil with that do i ask for forgiveness rather than permission you know if your forgiveness is accepted then they've given forgiveness then i think that's nice but is that more of like inclusion as opposed to disruption Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. You guys got me thinking. This is a great thought and conversation. What do you think, people out there in Twitterland? Disruption. Is it destructive or is it working within a system to nudge the system? Okay, bye. Hey, PLN. It's Thursday, March 4th, 2020, and I'm out here for fresh air at 5 this morning, and it's uh, 3 degrees Celsius and the wind's blowing a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's a nice morning for a walk, enjoying that. And you know, it's been a long time, like almost two months since I listened to, a little more than two months since I listened to Teach Better Talk. And I'm like, I need to get back to Jeff and Ray and take a listen to their podcast. And I did this morning for episode 250. Congratulations on 250. 
Uh, that's a huge milestone. That's a lot of episodes, Jeff and Ray. And uh, I was a guest with you back on episode, I think it was 133. That was a long time ago, a year and a half ago that uh, we had chatted together and it was really good. So episode 250, if you haven't listened to Teach Better Talk, do take a listen to Teach Better Talk. They have a couple episodes that drop each week and, uh, oh, I'm huffing up, puffing. And, you know, they've got great guests, they bring value, and we hear teacher stories about teachers just like you. You know, I've resonated with many of the educators and people that they have interviewed over the past couple of years that I've been listening, and it's really good to hear stories. So episode 250, woohoo, drum roll, fantastic, confetti cannons and all that stuff, Jeff and Ray. Okay, episode 250, they had guest Hunter Flesh, who is a second year teacher out of Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. He teaches science seventh grade and has so much wisdom, as Jeff and Ray describe in their intro, it's absolutely true. Just listening to him, he seems like a seasoned veteran who's been doing this for a while. But I think, Hunter, you got started on the right foot by being reflective in everything that you do, and that makes a huge difference. So failure and risk are something that he talks about. And you know, a risk that I've taken lately was to reach out to a printing company to get student stickers printed. And the hope was that my stickers, that my students produce were good, and they were. Have a great day, okay, bye. One more thing for March 4th, 2021. I wrapped up the last segment as I was talking about the risk of taking uh, my student work to a printer and making stickers. You know, the risk for me was that I would be embarrassed and that I would not bring a good product for my students. And uh, the risk was trusting that my students were gonna produce something. Some of them I had to push a little harder than others, but the work that my students did was fantastic and the risk had reward that paid off. All right, so that's the beginning of this one more thing. Second part, I finished off listening to episode 251 of Teach Better Talk with Jeff and Ray as they interviewed uh, Joan MacArthur Blair and Jeannie Cockle, who have a consultant company and uh, are wise educators that are working with grad students and adults and learners from all over as they bring the appreciative inquiry model to learning and how we see something and then we wonder how to make it better. I think that's how I would boil it down from what I listened to and heard. So thank you ladies for your thoughts. Thank you for your wisdom and your words and uh, the sage advice that you bring. Um, the one thing that one of you said was, you know, to believe that your students are curious and we have to believe that our students are curious. Otherwise our work becomes in vain. Um, you need to bring and put a, set up a room and a context in a classroom learning space where they want to come and be curious and wonder what's coming next. So that's one thing. And the other, you know, can't even remember, but there's lots of great advice in this. So if you want to hear some wise words, take some advice and listen to episode 251 as Jeff and Ray talk with Jeannie and Joan. Have a fantastic day. This is the end of my Thursday segment for uh, Fresh Air at 5 episode 10 that's going to be coming out on the 12th of March at midnight. Happy day. Okay, bye-bye.
APLF, it's Saturday, March 6, 2021. I'm out here for Fresh Air at 5 this morning. Not at 5, it's later in the day, but that's all good. This morning I took in the end of episode 50 of my EdTech life. And before I get into what I learned and heard about, I want to say congratulations, Fawns, for episode 50. You've been bringing it in 50 episodes and uh it's fantastic to have connected with you in my personal learning family um you're part of that all right episode 50 had a uh, guest deb zeman deb zeman who is a librarian creator creative and i'm just going to say creator is going to create and deb exemplifies that and how she talks about her learning and what she's doing at home and for fun and for work and for school and for students and just being an, a learner that's fantastic things she talked about wakelet her and Fonz talked about wakelet talked about buncy book creator adobe spark my jam and uh some other things about being a librarian and not having a quiet library but a learning li learning place all right thanks so much guys so i Bye. should have said you know you should go take a listen to episode 50 of my ad tech life Fonz has a great podcast really conversational fun and enjoyable to listen to it's not all stuffy it's all about practical so that's my suggestion take it in all right fawns bye deb have a good day bye one more thing for march 6 2021 this right away i just listened to daily stem with uh, chris woods uh, episode 193 and chris interviewed philip philippe cousteau who's the nephew or a grandson of Jacques Cousteau, maybe his son. I think it's his son. I'm sorry, Philippe. And Stacy Rafalowski. I probably got your name wrong there, Stacy. My apologies. But they bring to us today a um, discussion and thought about the biodiversity on our planet and how us as humans do affect that and how we can have this opportunity with our students to go outside, look at the biodiversity and the diversity of species around us and learn from our environment around us. And so they've got Earth Echo and uh, there's an Echo Challenge that's coming up um, about biodiversity and you can go check that out at earthecho.org and so go check that out listen to this podcast and it's something that you could jump into with your students right away and uh, on earth day this year is when the challenge will be uh, culminated and summed up and then a winner will be chosen all right thanks chris have a fantastic day science is everywhere it's right around me right here and i'm enjoying it right now bye another one more thing for march 6 2021 i just am finishing up fresh art five right now as i'm coming up the hill i came across because i heard about it earlier this week i heard about a brand new podcast that came out on March 1st and it's uh, produced by uh, Mr. Nessie and uh, he has a podcast with his son called the Knock Knock Pod. So it's the Knock Knock Pod and him and Miles, his son, talk about knock knock jokes and the only script he says is the joke. So take a listen. It's super fun and you know what? Let's give some props to Miles. Go up there and subscribe. Subscribe to the Knock Knock Pod and uh, check out his little podcast. Chris, thanks for doing this with your son. It's fantastic. He had the vacuum podcast before, but now he's got the Knock Knock podcast. What a fantastic example of how simple it is to have kids do a simple audio recording and include it in a podcast. Fantastic. I'm sharing this with my Media 11s to go see 
it's not that hard to do. And we're gonna do something like that soon. All right, have a fantastic week, everybody. This is the last segment for episode 10, my 10th episode. Super stoked that I made it to 10 episodes. Thank you for listening. Appreciate your support and share this with somebody else as we go forward so that I can keep on doing what I'm doing. Doesn't cost me anything to do what I'm doing other than my time and I really appreciate that I enjoy it and I enjoy sharing my learning with you so great to have you listen hope we can get more listeners and uh, click subscribe leave a review and tell your friends about Fresh Air at 5 thanks so much bye bye As my one word for 2021 is appreciate, I appreciate you giving me a listen as I've created this podcast experience for you. It's a unique Blinkist or Cold Notes version of the content I take in, like a highlight reel so that you can hopefully find other interesting podcasts you may not have considered before. I've recorded the specific podcast episodes in the show notes for your learning convenience. Please subscribe so you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. And if you enjoy this podcast and its format, share it with someone else. Tweet about your experience or give it a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fresh Air at 5 can also be found on Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here and on the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. I hope you have a fantastic day and get some fresh air before the day is out. And take care of yourself because you're worth it.